Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I wanted to share all about how to talk to your kiddos about their first periods, um, or maybe how to celebrate it would be a better title. So this is a topic that I actually had a request um, on Instagram. Someone had asked how to how to share about your first period um, with, in this particular person's instance, it was their daughter. And I thought, you know what? I want to record a podcast episode on this because I have written a little section in my second book, which you cannot purchase at the moment. It is uh, sold out or at a yoga studio in Stillwater. I have to get more copies. I think I'm just going to put it directly on Amazon. So look for that announcement in the future. But I wanted to kind of dive into this topic because I think it is something that uh, many of us kind of wonder, how do we share this? What is the best way to um, you know, speak about our cycles with, with our younger, um, bleeders. So I would say if many of us think back to the first time, if you have a menstrual cycle, um, that you maybe shared with an adult, like, Hey, I'm, I think I got my period. Think about your experience there. My experience was, you know, my mom was hanging up clothes on the clothesline and I came out and I said, Hey mom, I think I got my period. She's like, how do you know? I said, well, because there was blood in the toilet after I went to the bathroom. And she was like, well, how do you know that's a period? And I'm like, well, my friend Tanya was talking about it because she already had hers and this whole thing. So I'm like embarrassed because I'm in, you know, seventh grade, I think. And this whole situation is just kind of awkward. And then I don't know if my mom really knew what to do because she kind of came into my room. She's like, okay, I'll bring books and um, supplies in a little bit when I'm done hanging up clothes. So there's no like celebration. It was just kind of like, okay. So she gave me um, a couple books on, you know, she said, read these, this will explain what's going on. And then here are your two options, tampons or pads. And that was it. Like no explanation of how to use them. She said, the instructions are in the boxes <laughs> and then left. And that was my, okay, I kind of got to figure this out on my own. You know, and I had talked to her in, you know, more recent years about this experience. And of course she doesn't even remember. And um, she said, oh, I don't know if my mom really told us like, you know, how or what was going on. And, you know, her mom was a nurse, but that's just basically how she grew up. It was just kind of like here, here's what you need to do. We're not going to talk about any of the the nuances. It's a topic that we don't, you know, discuss. And I have three younger brothers and she was basically like, you don't have to share this with your brothers or your dad. And I was like, okay, like, you know, just a very hush hush from the start. And I feel like a lot of us, you know, if you have kiddos, that's not the experience you want your child to have, you know, and I have two boys. And so that's not going to be something that I need to share or inform them about, but it is something, you know, I wrote this section when I was pregnant I didn't know if my youngest was going to be a boy or girl. And, you know, I'm like, okay, how would I want to share this? You know, if it is, if my child is a girl, how would I want to share this? So I had kind of created two different um, ideas or not. I wouldn't even say I didn't create these. These are, one of them is an ancient wisdom. This is something that many of you might've heard of, just not sure how to do a red tent ceremony. You know, I had people who came on the podcast and talked about having red tent ceremonies. This is a great idea for someone who's, um, very deep into their own menstrual cycle and, um, has friends who are very, I guess I would say more spiritual or, um, on the path of being completely comfortable sitting in a women's circle and celebrating a first time bleeds cycle. If that's not you, I do have another option because I think there's gonna be a couple different paths that you could take with this depending on your support system. My first 
step or idea would be make sure you're comfortable with your own cycle before you even breach this topic with, you know, whether it be your child, whether it be your um, niece, whether it be, you know, if you are a guardian of someone, it be your granddaughter, whoever this might be, um, make sure you're completely comfortable with this. And I will say like, I want to be that person for um, my brother has three kiddos and, you know, if they're not as comfortable really diving into it and they have questions, I want to be that person who can, who can talk a little bit more to the menstrual cycle and share these tips and the wisdom that you can have and gain from your menstrual cycle. It doesn't have to be this hush, hush, uh, topic. So what is a red tent ceremony? A red tent is where women used to gather when they bled centuries ago. So they would all meet in a red tent and they would rest, talk, bleed. And this is like a free bleed. So they're bleeding on the land. And then getting your period um, was a time to sell, be celebrated. And it wasn't shamed. It wasn't hidden. You know, everyone knew, okay, if you're in the tent, that's that time of the month for you. And most women back then bled with the new moon or dark moon at that time. And it was said that if you're bled during the full moon, you gathered with your sisters who were also seers. And so you were kind of the wise women of the village and you would bring your wisdom together and share any insights with the villagers when they were done bleeding. So, you know, the full moon, it was kind of those wise women and the new, the new moon or that dark moon is when most people kind of bled. And still to this day, if you go out and you look at the moon every night, you usually will start to sync up with the lunar wisdom. And sometimes you are going to be, um, you know, like a full moon bleeder. Sometimes it's a new moon bleeder. If you're off and you're kind of in between and you're like a waning or a waxing moon bleeder right now, um, like for me, mine usually will rotate. So it will come back to typically this was, you know, prior to um, having my second kiddo, I always bled on the full moon. Uh, right now, I'm not sure which way it's going. Cause I'm kind of right in the middle, but again, I'm postpartum. So my period's coming back and getting regular. And I just make sure I come out. I look at the moon every night and it will sync up whether it comes back to the full moon or maybe it starts to sink in with the new moon. We'll see. But a lot of the times right now, if we're on technology, if we're on screens and, um, you know, we're kind of just staring at stuff that can really throw our cycles off as well. So, you know, one of the things that we want to make sure that when we handle, you know, sharing, or if someone shares with you, Hey, I think I just got my period, making sure that they feel mm, safe, that they feel, Hey, it's okay. What they're going through. They don't have to feel like they have to hide this, or this is something to be shamed about. I think that's one of the things that in talking to many people my age, we felt a lot of like embarrassment with, and we didn't even talk with about, you know, our periods with our friends because it was just a hush hush thing. So if you want to celebrate in kind of a red tent ceremony with friends, you know, this ceremony again, is not going to be for everyone. If your child doesn't want to make a big deal of getting their period, if they're a little shy, if they don't have a network of friends that would want to participate in this. Um, without thinking that it's a joke, I would skip this option. Um, you know, there'll be some of you though, listeners right now who have that right network of friends. And then maybe you have a child who really wants to make this a big deal. And then they're, they're going to feel more inclined to have this elaborate celebration. <clears throat> so you would start by gathering your friends as well as your bleeders friends. So whether that began be a grandchild, a niece, a, your own child, all of those things. Bring them in on that special day after their first bleed. So maybe within that week or two, 
And then I would say five to 12 people is kind of ideal. Uh, more than 12, it gets harder to have that deep, intimate circle space. And then, it, you know, it also gets to maybe leaks in the circle. So you kind of think of it as a mini celebration. And then have them choose colors. So maybe it's red. And then another special color that the bleeder likes to pick out. And then you can decorate however you wish, whether you keep it simple and minimal, or maybe you go extravagant. You can set up a circle by placing a decorative tap tapestry down and then creating an altar and then whatever you want to decorate your altar space with. So I personally, I like to have Mama Gaia, the statue of Mama Gaia, candles, a cleansing smoke, pictures of maternal figures, maybe throughout the bleeder's life, or it can be people that, you know, they look up to, or maybe you look up to. Um, you have flowers, you can have pine cones, sticks, branches, rocks, crystals, basically anything that you can find in nature goes. And then you're just going to make it beautiful. So setting it up, maybe you make it, maybe the bleeder makes it. And that way you kind of make this all um, uh, a special ceremony that they feel included in on. And then maybe you have an oracle deck that you pick out for your bleeder. And that could be something that they go to. And then once everyone is seated around the tapestry in a circle, you might have cushions, pillows, yoga bolsters, something for them to sit on for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. I would suggest having two rules for the circle. One rule, whatever happens in ceremony stays in ceremony. So you can discuss your own experience outside of the circle, but never another participants. I personally have that in my actual moon circles that I run. That is one of our rules. And I think that really helps uh, lay a safer foundation. And then rule number two is no coaching allowed. This space is meant to be open and honest, and it's not the time to give advice. If the young bleeders are fearful of what's to come, let them voice that without being in a parental role in ceremony. You know, if something does come up that you think needs to be addressed, do that in a private, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversation after, and always ask for permission to go deeper with any concerns that you might've heard. So, and I say this because that really lets whoever the younger, the younger kiddos are, you know, whether that be this could be a brother that comes to circle, you know, with his sister, this could be whoever, you know, the bleeder is. I keep saying bleeder because sometimes we have, again, this could be any child that you're throwing this for, whether it be the grandchild, the niece, your child. So that is something that I think is super important is to have that safe space. Next, you're going to light a candle and welcome and open the ceremony. Maybe you introduce each other and then you might grab your journals and reflect on some questions. So how would you have liked your first period experience to feel and look like? How do you want to honor your period or menopause years, years later or today? How can you attune your life to your menstrual cycle or the moon to live in more of a cyclical manner? So maybe you have people share after, maybe they just write them. I always like to after someone speaks, you put your hand up in the air and just say, I witness you. And that way, you know, people can feel heard. And again, without feeling coached, then maybe you grab that Oracle card deck and you each draw a card and reflect on who you drew. Maybe you journal some more next, you might have a guided meditation. So maybe someone leads a meditation and, um, there's many different guided meditations that you can listen to. I have some on insight timer that if you just even type into insight timer, menstrual cycle meditations, if you're not someone who um, is a yoga teacher or is comfortable leading a meditation, that could be an option for everyone to listen to. 
And then I like to incorporate ritual for sealing in the first bleed for the participant. So here's some ideas that you might do for kind of that ritual. If you have access to an outdoor space and it's um, summertime or a time where it's comfortable outside, you might start by taking your circle outside and the matriarch figure and the first time bleeder will both stand by each other outside. And then you can either both start to jog together or walk together and slowly have the first time bleeder start to run or walk a bit faster than the matriarch figure, signaling to them that they are ready to start flying and leading themselves into the next stage of life. So if that's like, you know, if you're a mama and that's your daughter, that might be one where mama is going to start to cry and feel some emotions because they, they see like, okay, you know, they're breaching that next phase of life, you know, and the same thing could be if you're an auntie and you're the, you're hosting this, you know, for your niece or your grandmother and you're hosting this for the grandchild, whoever that pairing might be. And then another idea is giving the person celebrating their first period, a special gift, such as their first moonly box, which I like to kind of do moonly boxes where you might pack it with like a chocolate. You might have a new journal, a pen, um, some tea, you might have um, a trinket or something that this, this first bleeder really enjoys. So maybe they collect something, you would have that thrown in there. Or maybe it's a piece of jewelry, you know, maybe a charm bracelet, maybe a um, mala beads, whatever that might be, um, just to kind of honor or symbolize that day. Maybe having someone come to do henna or an astrology reading for the, for the bleeder, or everyone does an abhinyanga practice together. And then the first time bleeder has the matriarch in the family perform the abhinyanga on her. So that self-massage on, on the bleeder. Decide what practice would most resonate with you during this special event. So again, it could be any of those. And then finally, you might gather back in circle and have everyone write one to three intentions of how they want to feel the next menstrual cycle or lunar phase. And then feel free to share the most powerful statement with the group. And then closing the circle by everyone counting to three, throwing back your head and howling at the moon to honor your inner wild wisdom. And that is something that, um, you know, I personally love to close my wild woman circles with is, you know, throwing back and howling. And um, it's really fun to like, really let the primal, primalness of us out. And then if you want, maybe you prepare snacks and teas and have a social hour during after, before, or you do any other activities, games, and just gathering to talk with each other after circle. So again, ceremony can be anywhere from that 90 minutes, two to three hours. Um, you know, if you're going to have that gathering and that social time after, it's probably going to be about a three, three hour ordeal and just having people plan to, to dress nicely, whatever they feel the most beautiful in, just have people come as themselves and really have this be a sacred time. So that would be a more elaborate event. Now, how to honor that first period at home. If your bleeder um, would not enjoy that big social you know, gathering, but you still want to make it, hey, this is fun. This is your transition into you know, womanhood, adulthood. Maybe you have them skip a day of school. And if school's in session, let them have a day with you to celebrate. So maybe you take time off your work if possible and let the bleeder decide where they want to eat that day, what activity, if any, they want to do and just have it a day of bonding and then asking you questions. Because I think some of this, when we're, we're wanting to teach and how do we talk to our, 
kiddos about the menstrual cycle in their first period. Let them lead, let them ask questions. Because I think for myself, I would love to be like, well, what, how do I use this tampon? Or, well, why do I bleed? You know, what is happening in my body? And just let the child lead this conversation. And, you know, maybe sometimes you can even mention, hey, sometimes people get really bad cramps. Sometimes people get really bad X, Y, Z. You name, you know, maybe it's PMS. Maybe you describe some of these symptoms. And then you can also start to educate. Hey, if you're having these symptoms, come to me because these are, you know, in quotations, you could say normal. You might have a lot of friends who have these, but you shouldn't have to experience them. We might need to make some shifts in your lifestyle to help you um, not have this intense um, cramps or PMS. I remember having friends who had to miss school when they were on their period the first couple of days because they were in so much pain. So anything like that is a red flag. And then you want them to just kind of make sure that they feel comfortable telling you. So then you can make sure like, let's get to the root cause of this. You know, this shouldn't happen, especially if they're, you know, 12, 13, like this, this is not what we want to start. Um, so I would say, again, let them lead and again, tackle in some of the things that you could experience. And if you experience them, please come to me. And it's not to be like, oh my gosh, something is wrong with you. It's just, Hey, I think we can make this even more enjoyable for you. Next, maybe you could give them the already crafted um, menstrual cycle moonly box. So that moonly box that you put together, again, this could be something you do every month um, for the bleeder or every season. So maybe every season you give them a new box with your chocolates, maybe a candle, a new journal, pen, um, a new bracelet or a charm bracelet or mala bracelet, whatever might appease or appeal to the child. I would say that would be something that could be kind of fun for them. You could buy a special piece of jewelry for them to wear. You know, maybe again, it's a moon themed to tell them about the syncing up with the lunar cycle and how important that, um, or how special it is that we bleed with the menstrual cycle. And if you're not familiar with that, you know, again, reaching out and just kind of just doing some Google searches and say women's cycle and menstrual cycle. And I have, I think a previous podcast on that as well and how each, each season and each, um, lunar cycle is synced up with the menstrual cycle. Teaching, teaching about that, I think is also key. Maybe you have a weekend retreat in the woods. So maybe you have a special retreat center that you take the, the bleeder to for a weekend, or maybe you attend a yoga retreat or other fun retreat style weekends that both of you get to enjoy. So I would say, again, make this bonding, make this time where they're going to feel special and they're not going to feel like this is something that I have to hide from people. It's something that I can talk about. And, you know, even if you go on retreat with other people, I think sharing that you're there because this is the first bleed, if that, if that won't embarrass the child, then um, share that. I think that is really special to have the, have that everyone witnessing that. And I think it will be really cool because at the retreat, you're probably going to expose other adults to be like, Oh, that's a really great idea. I want to make sure I do something like that with my child. So that's another way to kind of get this to be more normalized. So those would be some of my ideas and the ways that you can kind of celebrate it. And I think, you know, really in conclusion, when you're talking about the menstrual cycle period, it does not have to be a dirty word. It doesn't have to be something that's hidden in the back of a bathroom, you know, where we slide that tampon or pad up our sleeve and then walk to the bathroom and then wait until the you know bathroom's completely empty before you open it up because you don't want to hear the crinkling noises. 
you know, really try to empower the, the leader um, to seek the inner wisdom that they have and to have the confidence that, you know, they can just, Hey, this is the time I, it's my, it's my bleed. I need to open up a new pad. I'm going to do it confidently. Um, you can teach them about menstrual cycle underwear. So there's period panties. That's also an option. Um, you know, it really is a gift about our own wisdom and our own health. And I think that if we really start to understand like here, what is, what is each cycle teaching us during our menstrual phase, we might feel a little more tired. That's something I would probably mention. So make sure we might rest a little bit more. And then you can say, Hey, after we bleed, usually we have a lot of energy. It's the follicular phase. It's the time where we really start to, um, you know, feel like we can perform our best. And if they're athletes, you can say, Hey, when you're playing soccer, you might feel like you have a ton of energy and you can run a lot. It's a great time to do that. Then during ovulation, you know, you can just mention, Hey, this is the time when our bodies can get pregnant and don't shy away from it. I, I mean, I think sometimes we got confusion or our lack of sex education here in the States is not the best. And so just being honest about our bodies, because that's how, that's how young girls are going to become powerful women is if, Hey, I know about this. I know this is the only time I can get pregnant and teach them the signs. I would honestly teach them the signs for what ovulation looks like. And so you're looking for that egg yolk, you know, discharge, teach them this. And again, if you don't know that yourself, I would say this is where the big piece is, is you get educated on that a little bit more. So you feel confident sharing that with the child. And then, you know, telling them finally that luteal phase is where we wrap up. It's this phase where we might feel a little quieter. We might not feel like we want to go to that party with our friends. We might feel like we just want to stay at home and watch a movie with our family. That's the quieter phase, especially as it comes right before our bleeding phase. We might feel that really inwards pull. And maybe you start to notice that like, hey, if I'm on social media too much at this time of my cycle, I don't feel good. So maybe you just delete, you know, your Instagram or TikTok, whatever app they might have, delete that for a few days. And then you can come back after you're done bleeding, you know, the world will keep spinning and just have them, you know, have that confidence. And maybe you have them track their actual cycle. So teaching them day one is the day that you bleed. Kate Northrup has a great planner. Um, I don't know if it's still available, but it's one of my favorites for the menstrual cycle and tracking it. I think that would be something, any, any tracking um, notebook or journal, I think would be really beneficial, especially um, getting their first period because that they can feel a little bit more like, okay, I'm understanding. I'm seeing the cyclical pattern that's happening in my body and it's connected to the lunar cycle. I would also, if you know that their, their bleed is coming up, their first bleed is coming up, start to teach them a little bit about the lunar cycle and just say, Hey, do you notice how the moon goes through phases each month? How sometimes it's really big and then it gets small. You can just kind of share how that sometimes happens in our own bodies. We feel the bigness you know, when we ovulate, we feel that go, go, go energy. And then we feel that inward pull during our bleeding phase. And that's when the moon kind of disappears. We are very in sync with that rhythm. All right. So hopefully that made sense. And again, I, depending on the age of the child. So if, if you haven't had this conversation and they're a teenager, I would maybe tap into this. I would start, I would start doing it, even if they're not, a, you know, maybe they've had their cycle for three or four years, but you haven't really sat down and had that conversation. I would say it's never too late. I mean, honestly, I probably would have been open for my mom to share even when I was in high school. Cause 
I still, I didn't know how to use a tampon for years. Cause I was like, I'm reading the instructions. I don't understand how this works. Am I putting it in the right hole? I mean, those are all the questions that young kids have. And so really, you know, getting as a parent, um, or as a guardian, making sure that you feel confident in that. So you can teach and answer these questions. And again, telling them that there's no silly questions. Cause the more that we know about our bodies, I mean, it's just going to help us as we become adults. So we feel empowered. So we feel like we know and understand what's going on with ourselves. All right. So that's what I have for you today. Let me know if you want me to go deeper into any of this. Um, but I thought I would come on and share just a little bit about, uh, ways that I would maybe share. And I, you could also, I bet find someone who would facilitate a red tent ceremony for you. So maybe you didn't want to be the one facilitating it. So maybe you're the mom and you want to do this for your child, but you really want to be present and like experience the circle. I bet you could find a friend or I, I'm sure there are people online who would do this. Like, this is something as I'm talking about, I'm like, I would love to offer this because I'm not going to experience this, you know, with my boys, like that's not going to happen. So I would love to, you know, facilitate and be part of these ceremonies. Cause I think this is such a special time. Um, you know, in young people's lives to experience that transition from, Hey, I am now bleeding and I should feel empowered and not scared of what's happening. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.